We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Thursday, May 20th, 2021. We are back. The Thursday crew here entering your airwaves. Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the show and going through this off season as we've hit. Uh, I don't really want to call it the dead zone, I guess, because there has been some news and we've been able to follow some stuff, but the dead zone of sorts. I uh, am your host tonight. I am Jacob Westendorf. I am joined by the remarkably average Jimmy Christensen with his Jeffrey Dahmer glasses on. Hey, man. Jimmy, how are we feeling? I'm good. I feel I feel good. I uh, I don't know. I have no complaints. It's almost summer break. I, I'm going to be done teaching soon, so I'm in a very good mood because I just keep focusing on June 10th, and I'm that's powering me through this end of the school year. June 10th it is. Okay, and then Maggie, are you close to that point as well? Well, I'm on a 12-year or 12-month contract, so I work all summer anyway. Oh, well, that's not any fun. <laughs> so, okay, as you just heard, <laughs> Maggie <laughs> Loney joining us and sparing some time from her work schedule to talk some Packers with us and give us some insight. <laughs> so, Maggie, thank you for joining us and gracing us with your presence. How are we feeling? <laughs> I try. You guys make it sound like I'm so busy and I'm just <laughs> <laughs> All I did today was take my dog to the dog park, so. I say, with a new oh, dog and fun. a mark that you have to take care of, those are two full-time jobs in and of themselves. That is true. I basically have three jobs. 
That's, I mean, hey, that's a tough business, but hey, it's it's a hard job and it's a hard life. And if somebody's got to do it, you are more than equipped to do that. Uh, we're going to go in tonight. I do want to give a bit of a disclaimer. This is officially a 12 free zone. Uh, we are not discussing the quarterback nor the situation. We won't even give any disclaimers when discussing the situation. I think, as Maggie said before the show here when we were talking, you guys have heard enough about the quarterback for a little while, and we're just we're not going to learn anything new, most likely between now and the start of minicamp. So we're just going to let that the chips fall where they may on that, and whatever happens happens, unless something new, of course, happens between now and the end of the show, in which case we might have to pivot a little bit. <laughs> but we're going to move into it's that time of year where this is where like I personally think some of the dumbest trade proposals and stuff get brought to the table and that that isn't even a a reference to 12 it's the every year this is around the time the Packers should trade for Odell Beckham thing starts or trade next year's draft pick that you don't know for this player like Julio Jones that'll put you over the top when teams are mostly pretty well figured out by this point but there are times where teams start adding toward this point maybe you figure out that a player that you weren't able to get, you know, or a position you weren't able to get during the draft, so you want to be able to address that now. Brian Gutekunst talked about that during the uh, his post-draft press conference where he was talking about inside linebackers, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. But w- what we did want to talk about was, you know, some remaining soft spots, if you will, on this Packers roster and where they could find some potential veteran help that is still available. There are some names that are still available uh, and remember, they are available for a reason. So, you know, I think that this isn't going to be – the player they signed is probably not going to be the difference between a World Series – or a World Series, can you tell us, baseball <laughs> season, a Super Bowl or not. Um, so that's that's where I want to start with that. But you know, just want to go through some veteran names that we think could potentially help the Packers that we're looking at for what they want to do. So, Jimmy, who's the first name you had that came to mind for somebody that could help Green Bay? Yeah, one of the players that I wanted, um, and we got to see him work a little bit last year in Detroit, uh, was Danny Amendola. Uh, I know we we got Amari Rodgers in to be that slot, the prototypical kind of slot player, the little gla- gadget. But I think it'd be really nice for his development to have someone, a prototypical slot receiver, someone who's done this for a long time. Now he's 35. It could really help with his development. And we saw last year we had a lot of injuries to that wide receiver position. Danny is getting older, but he showed last year he is reliable. Uh, Stafford targeted him a lot while they were while he was in, so it could be nice kind of a safety net to have on the team. If all else, else fails, put him in there. Let his veteran savvy take over. And, and I don't know, I think for especially next year when we're probably going to have a lot of new young wide receivers since we don't have many under contract, uh, it could be nice to uh, to have a veteran in there to try to help it out. And a proven playoff performer, right? Somebody that always seemed to be on the receipt. You know, a lot of talk, obviously, about Julian Edelman and his fake Hall of Fame candidacy that has gone through <laughs> everything in the last couple of weeks. But Danny Amendola's got a lot of those big moments as well. A big playoff performer while he was in New England with mm-hmm. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in that budding Patriots dynasty. The guy after Wes Welker, if you will, uh, that came in there that they were able to get. So is an interesting thought. Um, you know, you look at the Packers receiving depth chart and you feel pretty good that Devontae Adams, he's probably going to make the team. Uh, I think I feel pretty solid in saying that. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, <laughs> Alan Lazard, and Amari Rogers, those guys are probably going to make the team. But 
they want to add a guy for their, you know, fifth wide receiver, you could look at that could be Devin Funches, it could be Malik Taylor, it could be Equinemius St. Brown, uh, or it could be someone like Amendola. Maybe they want to do that to where you know, they just have somebody like that that's another another reliable set of hands. I think that's a good way to put that, and that might be something that maybe the team was missing a little bit last year. Maybe they've added it, maybe they haven't. That's that's kind of what camp and everything is to find out. Maggie, you're going to stay on the offensive side of the ball with our first one here, but you're looking at someone a little bit larger than uh, Danny Amendola. <laughs> Just, you know, a couple pounds. But, yeah, I, I was really intrigued by Dennis Kelly, the offensive tackle. He was most recently with the Tennessee Titans. He's the same age as Rick Wagner. He's 31 years old. He's 6'8", just a massive human being. And, I mean, he's played primarily right tackle, more of a, a backup reserve. He's never really been a full-time starter for Tennessee. But because he was with the Titans, he had overlap when Matt LaFleur was there as the offensive coordinator before he joined the Packers. So, to me, he makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't bring him in to be a starter, but because the Packers did release Rick Wagner and Christian Kirksey, and we know that they're going to be kind of, or at least we assume Brian Gutekun said he'd be doing a little bit more with contracts, you have to imagine he'd play for really cheap, and he'd be really nice backup behind Billy Turner and David Bakhtiari, especially if Bakhtiari maybe can't start the season and Billy Turner has to kick to left tackle. And the last point I want to make is that he has really good hair. And what we're seeing now is that a lot of the offensive linemen that the Packers have drafted have really good hair. So... We're talking about the all-hair offensive line. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like dreadlocks for a cornerback, right? If you have that mane, it makes you just, <laughs> it's, you're a better football player automatically. And there are some really good examples of that in Green Bay in recent memory. Uh, obviously, Josh Sitton had something like that. David Bakhtiari is on the team. Clay Matthews was a really good player, and he was famous for his hair as well. So uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody off the top of my head, but those came to mind. And that's it's kind of like being a receiver and wearing a single-digit number. You're just a better player. That's the, I don't make the rules. I just happen to enforce them. That's, that's how this is going to work. So <laughs> Kelly's interesting. Uh, you know, that swing tackle kind of thing or, you know, that depth along the offensive line. Maybe they think that's Royce Newman. Maybe they think that's Elton Dinkins. You know, they have like 27 offensive linemen or something stupid like that on the roster right now. So it's crazy to look at how many players. I do think if the Packers add someone, that'll be the position that's, quote, unquote, easy to to cut bait from uh, if they had a linebacker or a receiver, you know, just something like that. But I went along the same lines with the first one that I was thinking about, and I'm using two answers because they were both guys that were in Green Bay last year, but kind of thinking along the same lines. Jared Veld here and Rick Wagner. Now, the Packers released Wagner early in the offseason, and there was a report from Matt Schneidman that he was contemplating retirement. Jared Veld here obviously has been essentially retired and a hired gun the last couple of years on come in. So what I'm thinking with Veld here is very similar to what Maggie just mentioned, and that is if you don't have David Bakhtiari to start the season, can you just get – can you find a offensive line – or can you find Jared Veld here to come in and do what he's done for the last four games for just the first four games and just say, hey, you're here until Bakhtiari's healthy, and then when he's healthy you can be retired again kind of thing. Or if we have some other injuries, maybe you figure it out from there. But – I just think that having somebody in that veteran depth along the offensive line is something that maybe they could use and something they could look forward to. So that's my first one that I've gone through. I think the theme that you guys are going to see is maybe some of the softer spots, some of the weaknesses, something they could potentially look into. Let's go to our second person on this. And, Maggie, this is a uh, defensive side of the ball. I think this is going to be our most popular selection. Yeah, especially if you if Packers Twitter became the GM, <clears throat> this would probably be the one that they would select. But 
to me, I think KJ Wright just makes sense, right? It might be a little bit too obvious almost, but he's 32, been with the Seahawks his entire career. In 2019 and 2020, he played 16 out of 16 games, so we know that he's still really healthy. Um, he played 93% of snaps in 2019 and 86% of snaps in 2020. He wouldn't have to do that in Green Bay. Christian Kirksey played 53% of snaps. Granted, he only played 11 games. But still, if he kind of played in that rotational role, or if you wanted to use him at the will and let Chris Barnes play Mike while Kamal Martin develops or, you know, whoever else, Isaiah McDuffie, you know, it's just unless his price tag is astronomical, he will improve your defense. And I think right now the middle of the defense is still an unknown. We like the direction that we think it's headed with Barnes and Martin, but we've also seen in recent season the Packers obviously brought in Christian Kirksey. They brought in Antonio Morrison or B.J. Goodson the last couple seasons right as training camp ended. So if they're not convinced at the positions they have, or if Kamal Martin or somebody, you know, God forbid, gets hurt again at the end of training camp, he might be somebody, if he's still on the market, that Brian Gutekinds would consider. And that was one of the positions that he talked about maybe looking at a vet in the first place. So I think he makes a lot of sense for them. I do too, and I think when you talk about that veteran band-aid, you know, last year Christian Kirksey was the veteran they brought in, and then he gave way to Chris Barnes and to a lesser degree Kamal Martin as the season went on. Now that that veteran, if if Barnes is hurt or if Martin struggles or you know vice versa, that's not there, and the Packers might need something. And Gutekunst flat out said that that's something they wanted to address earlier. They didn't. They may have to look the veteran route. So I'll be interested to see if that's something they can do. You know, K.J. Wright is one example. I know he's got some experience with the Seattle Seahawks, and he was on those really good defenses and could bring a little bit of that championship edge, if you will, to the Packers' defense, which I think they certainly could use. You know, they don't have anybody on that side of the ball that's played for a championship. So, you know, I think that's something that they could they could certainly use, just something like that. Uh, Jordan Hicks is a popular name for another trade candidate if you're going to go – the inside backer route. James, person number yes. two for you after Danny Amendola, famous for, well, I'm, there's a Marcus Eversall pun that comes in here that I told you guys beforehand, but I refuse to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I know. I'm not going to lie. When he said it, you seemed upset with it. I was, I was a fan. Um, for this one, uh, honestly, for some of these people, I was a little selfish on they might not be the best team fits, but I just kind of want to see them on the Packers. So for this one, I did uh, Geno Atkins uh, for a couple reasons. One, when I talked with Kenny Clark um, last season, uh, he he mentioned – we asked him, like, what was a player he looked up to when he was in high school and a little bit younger just to try to model his game after. And the player he mentioned was Geno Atkins. He liked watching him. He thought he was really talented. Um, obviously, he is. Uh, last year with the Bengals, one, he's on the Bengals and they suck. So maybe he probably wants to go to a nice team and actually have a chance to win. Uh, and I'm all about- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The ring chasers. Bring them to Green Bay for once. Uh, and he also he missed last year with an injury. He had a he injured his shoulder dur- towards the end of camp. Uh, ended up being placed on IR. So he could come an aging veteran. Missed most of, missed last season, so it could be a reasonable contract to kind of come in and beef up that defensive line. And it's going to be one of the most talented defensive lines he's played with with uh, Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, who fingers crossed has a kind of a bounce back year. He could be a really nice piece. And again. Just looking forward to developing those young players with Kingsley Kiki going in his third year, uh, Slayton getting drafted this year. It's just nice to have those veteran presence because even though Kenny Clark is so dominant and one of the best in the NFL, he really he's still really young in his mid twenties, so he still has a lot of, he still has a lot of developing he can do. And having a player like Geno Atkins in there uh, definitely doesn't hurt your defensive line. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more with the Credit Karma Money Spend Account you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Something you can look at and find too potentially in for motivation for Atkins to sign in Green Bay if the Packers were interested. They play the Bengals this year, mm-hmm. and that's something that it seems players, for whatever reason, Richard Sherman is a really good example for that. He signs with San Francisco because why? One, well, one of the reasons was they got to play Seattle twice a year, and he wanted to show his old team that I've still got it. And Atkins could certainly do that. There was a little. Skirmish, nah, skirmish not the right word, but just some talking out of Bengals camp last year. Atkins was frustrated. He wasn't getting a lot of snaps. Carlos Dunlap, same thing. They traded Dunlap, not able to trade Atkins, so Atkins just kind of sat there and rotted for the rest of the season. Does he have mm-hmm. anything left? You know, I don't know. It's it's mid-May, and he hasn't been signed yet, and good big players especially typically tend to get signed, but maybe the Packers can find lightning in a bottle at a position where it's pretty thin, like you mentioned. It, it really is Kenny Clark and and a lot of question marks after that. You know, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, those are replacement-level players. They're counting on Kingsley Kiki to be something, and I certainly like him, but he's never finished yeah. a full season. And then behind that, T.J. Slayton's a fifth-round rookie, and defensive linemen in general tend to take a year or two to finish up there. Uh, the last free agent that I had on this list was one 
I kind of talked about it a little bit as we went through our draft series and just something I could maybe think of seeing the Packers doing is find that safety that allows them to play a lot of different ways with Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And they didn't draft anybody like that. They drafted two traditional corners with Eric Stokes and Shamar Jean Charles and, you know, Gene Charles is probably going to play nickel. Stokes is probably going to play outside. But they didn't have anybody that could kind of move around like that or allow them to move Savage around. And one guy that I think could let them do that is formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, that's Malik Hooker. And Hooker in his rookie season, he had three picks in seven games. He has had some injury issues. He came off an Achilles injury. He's torn his ACL and his MCL. He's got one leg that's pretty much held together by bubblegum and toothpicks at this point. But he is still very talented if he's able to run a little bit and move and allows them – he was a center fielder in college. He was one of those guys that he – I liked him the most of that safety class. I liked him more than Jamal Adams because of his ability to play on that deep part of the field. And with that, you know, you have the ability then to move Darnell Savage around. You have the ability to play with the chess piece that is Adrian Amos. You don't have that right now. And right now your third safety looks to be Will Redmond. And God bless Will Redmond, but – you know, probably not somebody you want to get someone having uh, significant snaps on your defense at this point. So I think that part at least could be interesting. Uh, will the Packers do that? Probably not. So guys, what I want to get here uh, as we start to kind of close or wind down here a little bit, if they were to add a veteran between now and the start of training camp, which those dates have yet to be released, and let's go, Packers. Somebody's trying to plan a vacation over here. And I'm, I'm pointing to myself and realize now you guys can't see me, so that's great. But anyways, uh, somebody's trying to plan a vacation. So between now and the start of training camp, Maggie, where do you think the Packers, if they had a veteran at a position, where would it be? They brought in the quarterbacks. We knew that was going to happen. So to me, I think at this point they're going to let it ride. And to me, it feels most likely that they would bring somebody in if there was an injury in training camp, like later, late July, early August, something happens in preseason. But I think they're going to see what they have in these players. And I I don't feel like anything else is going to happen until at least August. Yeah, I tend to agree uh, with that idea. But my thought is the, you know, the linebacker position is when Gutekunst, when he talks, he's not lying. You know, that's something I know that the GM speak is something everybody says, but the Packers are very, they don't tell you, it's not like they say, hey, we're going to draft Eric Stokes in the first round. But he says, cornerback's a position we need to address. They draft two of them. Uh, last year, he told you something along the lines of if there's a franchise quarterback available, then you have to pick him. Doesn't matter what round it's in, they draft Jordan Love going on so on and so we want to be aggressive be in every conversation add to our defense aggressively z preston amos that's another good example of that when he says after the draft they may have to look at a veteran i think that's something they're doing and whether or not they have the capacity or the ability enough or they like someone enough to pull the trigger i do think if they do do something like that that'll be the position that they do it uh, and hopefully after you know, they finish up a contract extension for someone like uh, Devontae Adams, just to name somebody there. Jimmy, you're our last person here. If they add a veteran, where is it? Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. I think it's going to be the line. If they do, I think it's going to be the linebacker position. One, Goody mentioned it. Uh, and two, we you guys mentioned it early on in the show. Like, besides Barnes and Martin, who are both going into their second year, obviously Summers and Burke, 
are roster hopefuls at this point. They're and if they do, they're mainly special teams players. Uh, even when Goody mentioned them, he said they do really well on special teams. The role as a starter, a contributor on the field, besides that, isn't really going to happen. Uh, we also drafted someone this year, but th- we I think if someone like Megan mentioned, God forbid someone gets hurt during training camp, they're extra thin there. So maybe. Um, I think they might bring somebody in just to kind of address that area. And, again, that's a really young position, and Joe Barry might kind of want to beef that up, whereas when Blake Martinez left, he mentioned, too, that linebacker position or middle linebacker wasn't really a priority for that defense, and maybe now under Joe Barry it might kind of start heading that way. So maybe they'll bring in a, a veteran to kind of help solidify that a little bit. So there you have it. The Packers will definitely not be adding a linebacker or anyone at all. They'll probably do the let it ride. <laughs> Sounds idea. right. So we'll look and see what that's going on. Like we said, once we have training camp and all that stuff in, that's deadline spur actions, as the great Andrew Brandt likes to say. So we'll see once it gets closer if that's something they want to do. Uh, if they do want to do that, I think that sooner the better, just because you want your team and your locker room as quickly as you can get them regardless of who it is. So that's my thought on that. That's going to do it for this edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thank you guys for listening to us. Check us out. Give us a five-star review, like, and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Let us know all the things that you love about us and just say happy, nice things because the world is icky enough, so we don't need mean and nasty stuff thrown in our direction. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jacob Westendorf and find just about everything else over at GameOnWI on Twitter. Maggie, hit the tape. <laughs> Every time you say that, it just sounds like we recorded it because now you saying hit the tape is like part of the bit. So you can, I write well, for Cheesehead TV. So. <laughs> right, now recording canceled. I write for Cheesehead TV. You can find my work there. I also am part of the Packs with She Said podcast with Perry Goldstein, who I'm meeting officially one week from today. She's flying into Kenosha, and I'm going to take her around to do all things Wisconsin. So that'll be pretty, pretty cool. I'll like have her try a brat and an old fashioned and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's all I do now. Fly into Kenosha. No, I mean, she's flying into Milwaukee and I'm going to pick her up and bring her back, but I just want to say, I know they fly, they fly into Rockford. So like that's a (laughs) smaller town. So I thought maybe they would Jimmy, where can we find you? If anybody were to want to do that for any reason, (laughs) no one's going to want to, before I go, Maggie, you guys should stop at black Husky in Milwaukee. You should bring your dog. You can bring dogs in there and they can run around while you have a drink. It's a very great place. A little bit in the hood, though, so be careful. <laughs> I think you all, you took it one too far. You had her convinced to maybe try it, and then once you said that, it was done. I mean, in my head, I'm just like, my dog gets car sick, and I don't know if he can go 50 minutes north, but oh yeah, maybe. Honestly, I've been I've lived in Milwaukee all my life. I honestly don't know how to get to Kenosha or how far away it is, so that's how sheltered I am. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C08, um, part of Packer Report. Pack a day, obviously. Uh, over at I work, or I do um, Lombardi's Bar and Whiskaholics over at Game On Wisconsin. Uh, anything I do will be on Twitter, so just follow me there. You'll get all my work. But this might it. be sorry. This might be like the last two weeks of people meeting podcast friends because I just met Todd for the first time on Saturday. <laughs> so it's the time of the year. Jacob, meet someone new. I was say I gotta find somebody new, I guess. So I'm gonna start working on that now. I guess that's my yeah. the, it's my turn in the in the little cycle here. So yeah. I need to see Blake, uh, but that's not new. That's just me needing to see Blake. So 
that's fair, and she's getting larger, <laughs> so uh, that that would be a, a fun thing too. So I'll start working on that and meeting somebody new. So let's figure that <laughs> out. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you guys next week, May 26th. Will be the next time you hear our voices. And the Packers off-season program, as far as paid participation, will begin. So maybe something interesting happens between now and then. Who knows? But until next time, thank you guys for listening, and go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.